It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 7th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com coming to you here on a Thursday, a Victory Thursday. You get your Victory Pizza over at Papa John's, I guess. Um, but uh, the Orlando Magic defeating the Atlanta Hawks 110-106. to 106. We'll talk all about that game, the implications of the win, the frustrations of the win, and why winning is still good nonetheless. Uh, so, obviously, the Atlanta Hawks not the strongest team in the world. The Magic did have their struggles with this team, and so we'll talk all about that on today's episode. Of course, uh, you know, I tend to be an optimist, so I, I, I come at this from the optimist view. So, if I'm a little too happy... I'll, I'll address those concerns in a moment. But let's let's talk about this game. Uh, that's what this episode's about, after all. Uh, in this game, the Orlando Magic really looked like they were about to just blow the doors open. They had a 31-23 lead after the first quarter. Really strong first quarter from Orlando. It looked like they were ready to take care of business. And that was something that Frank Vogel talked about before the game. Uh, he said, you know, if we want to be a playoff team, and, and yeah, this team is still using the P word pretty freely, um, more freely than they did actually at the beginning of the season. But... This is this. He said that this is a team that the Magic needed to take care of business. It's no disrespect to the Hawks. It's no disrespect to anyone. But with the record the way it is, these are games you cannot afford to lose. The Orlando Magic have already lost at home to the Chicago Bulls. That's a, that's a game you can't take back now. But always another chance to make make it up somewhere. And of course, the Magic uh, have to count on these kinds of wins. So Orlando got off to a great start. Give Aaron Gordon the credit: ten points, five for seven shooting in the first quarter. Things were looking very, very good. And then, of course, the Magic got to their bench, which has been a huge problem ever since Terrence Ross went out and and continues to be a huge issue as Frank Vogel is searching for any type of lineup that will give him anything. He's still going with a 10-man rotation, which might be a mistake at the moment. So Orlando is struggling a little bit. And and the energy, the lack of energy from that second unit, uh, which today, which on Wednesday was... DJ Augustin, Shelvin Mack, Wessa Wundu, Aaron Aflalo, yes, Aaron Aflalo at the power forward, and Bismack Biombo. That's just not a lineup that's going to succeed. The Magic needed a starter out there, and I think Frank Vogel is going to have to really tighten his rotations up a little bit while Orlando goes through these injury issues, and, and it's not going to be easy, of course, with the latest injury that happened at the end of this game to Evan Fournier. So Orlando lost their energy, kind of lost their juice, and the Hawks came back. They they outscored the Magic 29-13 to in the second quarter. Orlando really, really struggled to get their offense going, and that was a theme throughout the rest of the game. Nine turnovers in the second quarter for Orlando. Um, not only just the nine turnovers, Orlando struggled to shoot the ball. They struggled to get good shots. They settled for jumpers. They got frustrated when their threes didn't go down. They, were 0 for 9. they started the game 0-9 from beyond the arc. And so Orlando found themselves in a little bit of a hole. And, and and Atlanta never was quite able to pull away, but Atlanta was in control of this game. And kudos to Atlanta. Great effort, great energy off the bench. Their, their guys really flew around and, and gave the Magic fits. They broke down the Magic's perimeter players and perimeter defense. 
Come the fourth quarter, the Hawks took as much as a nine-point lead, but Orlando was going to fight back. The Magic did not go down quietly. They stepped up their defense. Atlanta shoots 43% from the floor. The Magic actually held the Hawks to to uh, a de- an offensive rating of worse than one point per possession. So the Magic's Magic, their defensive rating this year has been hovering around 109 for the year. The Magic held them to like I think it was 98 or 99 points per 100 possession. So a strong defensive effort led by Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Led by Nikola Vucevic with four blocks. Did a good job using verticality around the rim. Still had some minor issues in the pick and roll for sure. Team was far from perfect, but Orlando really relied on their defense to get themselves back into the game. And then once they got back into the game, they were in it. This was this was a game that they were going to, to fight for. This was a game that they were going to try and get. And no, they were not perfect. This was an ugly, ugly affair between two teams that are really struggling right now. And Orlando just made maybe one more play than than Atlanta did to, to get the to get the win, or at least to force overtime. The Hawks, the Magic, led by one for a long stretch at the end of the fourth quarter, but could not get the basket to extend it to three, or extend it to five, or extend it to whatever. Evan Fournier missed a few shots. He had a turnover trying to make a make a crazy pass off a drive. Uh, the Hawks came back. They were able to get the ball. They were able to retake the lead. They eventually led by three points, and that's when Orlando turned to DJ Augustin. Thrown in late for Alfred Payton uh, on the final possession. Jonathan Simmons gets the ball on the wing. With uh, The Magic had about 14 seconds left, so Jonathan Simmons gets the ball on the wing. He drives all the way to the basket. It's underneath the basket. Tries to flip it back out to Nikola Vucevic at the three-point line. The ball is deflected. Vucevic still catches it, dishes it to Augustin for the open three. Ties the game up with about six seconds to play, giving the Magic a shot at overtime. And in overtime, the Magic did not give away that opportunity that they were given. They stole this game from the Atlanta Hawks. All due credit to the Atlanta Hawks for playing a fantastic game, for playing with a lot of energy and a lot of effort. They were not able to make their shots consistently. I mean, Dennis Schroeder, 10 for 26 from the from the floor. Uh, Marco Bellinelli was 4 for 12. The Hawks shoot just 43%. 11 for 27 from beyond the arc helped the team out a ton. But Orlando was able to get the stops. Their defense was in lockstep. And Orlando eventually wins 110-106 to 106 at the Amway Center in what was uh, honestly a, a pretty exciting game for a lot of reasons. But a frustrating one too, obviously, because it did feel like the Magic should have and could have won this game fairly comfortably. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
Let's run through the final statistics for you real fast. Uh, Evan Fournier leads the way with 27 points, 12 for 21 shooting, 2 for 3 from beyond the arc, 4 rebounds as well. Uh, you know, Evan Fournier had a very weird game, I would say. He only had two turnovers. It felt like he had a little bit more. There was there was a long stretch in the second and third quarter where Evan Fournier was the only guy that was able to make a shot fairly consistently. So I, I'm i not going to be in the business here of trashing Evan Fournier too much because and, and a lot of people, I think, wanted to. He did a lot of really good things, and the Magic don't have a chance to win this game without Evan Fournier. Obviously, leading scorer, but he was efficient. He played really, really well, got to the basket, got the got those kind of in-between shots that he's really good at, made some tough threes. He kept that offense afloat while the team was really struggling in the middle two quarters again. Orlando only scores 13 points in the second quarter. They outscore the Hawks 30-27 to in the third quarter, got themselves back into the game that way. But Killer's really poor second quarter, and, and Fournier hit some shots that kind of kept the momentum going, kept spirits up, so that they could play better defense at the end of the day. But his end-of-game execution was very, very poor. He would get into the lane, heads kind of down, not looking to pass the ball. And I mean, you want him looking to score, but the defense really collapsed around him, and they knew he was not passing the ball out, and he was forcing up some very difficult shots late in the game. Eventually, he tried to, he kind of got himself stuck and decided to pass, but it was too late. He was up in the air, did not make a good pass, turned the ball over, and that, that allowed the Hawks to take a one point lead late in the game. So, definitely some late game, some odd late game mistakes for Evan Fournier. It was a good game for him. He obviously did a lot of really nice things. But the big news coming out of this game uh, with Evan Fournier is. His sprained ankle. On the first play of overtime, Fournier drove into the lane, got a layup, and won, and the foul, but landed on Nikola Vucevic's foot and rolled his ankle. The Magic officially are declaring it a sprained right ankle. X-rays were negative at the Amway Center. He's going to probably go in for uh, more tests and a full MRI on Thursday. At this point, I would say his status for Friday's game is probably not going to play. And so Orlando's now going to have to scramble a lot more. As Aaron Gordon said after the game, more guys are going to have to step up. The Magic are going to need more players to play at a higher level, including Aaron himself, but they're going to need Aaron Aflalo. They're going to need Nikola Vucevic. They're going to need Jonathan Simmons. They're going to need Aaron Gordon. They're going to, they're going to need Alfred Payton. They're going to need Jonathan Isaac back as soon as they can get him back. There are a lot of guys. There, there, there's a big, as much as I think a lot of people are kind of ready to move on from Evan Fournier, and I, and I hear the fans talking about this, um, as, as much as there's a lot of people that are that kind of sense the ceiling that, that you get with Evan Fournier, he is still a really important part to this team, and, and the Magic not having him on the floor is going to be a detriment to them. That is going to hurt them in the long run. So the Magic are going to have to find a way to play without this key player. Um, at least for a short time, and and it's gonna it's gonna hurt the team a ton to play without Evan Fournier. Other top scores: Aaron Gordon, twenty four points, nine for fifteen shooting, zero for four from the beyond the arc, fifteen rebounds for Aaron Gordon. Like I said, ten of those points on five for seven shooting coming in the first quarter really looked like he was going to take over the game. He had Air Sunil Yusova on him; he was able to do whatever he wanted. And yeah. Gordon probably isolates himself a little too much, but he makes his moves really quickly. When you get him in the ball in a good position to score, he will score it. If it's not there, he keeps the ball moving. I think that that's a really good thing. And, you know, it, it was disappointing that, I mean, I know Gordon had 
Gordon only had 15 shots, and so he was fourth on the team in field goal attempts. It was disappointing to see the Magic go away from Gordon so much. Um, I thought Aaron was really good at the beginning of the game, and the Magic needed to keep feeding him the ball. In fairness, Atlanta did a really nice job walling off the paint, and that limits what Aaron can do, especially when he's not hitting his three-pointer like he wasn't uh, in this game. And so the Magic were trying to find ways to loosen that defense a little bit. Um, they're, they're still committing a lot of turnovers, but it, I, I, I want to see the Magic go to Aaron Gordon more. I, I've said this, I wrote this on several occasions in several different places. Really, the rest of the season is about allowing Aaron Gordon to explore and develop his game as fully as he can. And I think the Magic need to start giving him a little bit more responsibility within the offense, giving him uh, the opportunity to really just grow his game. And I think that's the most important thing for this Magic team. In, in this way, I think... Evan Fournier's injury is a little bit of a blessing in disguise because I think Aaron's going to have to step up his play. He's he's going to be higher on the on the scouting on the on the scouting report. Teams are going to be prepping for him in a way that that probably they haven't before, and so I think that Aaron is going to get tested a lot now. And I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see that. I want to see how he responds. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out. Nikola Vucevic, 22 points, 16 rebounds, 9 for 19, shooting 2 for 7 from beyond the arc. Um, as usual with Nikola Vucevic, when he's around the basket, he's very, very good. When he's not around the basket, he is not very good offensively, or not as good offensively. It's it, Vucevic tends to settle for his mid-range jumper. But what really helped turn this game around was Vucevic around the basket. He uh, had a putback uh, that gave an offensive rebound putback that gave the Magic their uh their final lead their final lead of the game and and put them in the lead for good. Uh, he was active around the basket. I thought he was really strong rebounding the basketball. Um, you know I spent a good chunk of the first quarter arguing about Aaron Gordon trying to steal a rebound from an uncontested rebound from Vucevic and it turning into a turnover. But Nikola Vucevic had a good rebounding night. He got some good. He got some tough rebounds. Uh, and honestly, I thought Vucevic played his best defensive game of the season on Wednesday night. I thought he did a good job using verticality. Obviously blocked four shots. A lot of those came at the end of the game. He really dialed in defensively. At the end of the game, changed shots from Dennis Schroeder, forced him to make tougher layups, and Schroeder missed some of those. Uh, so, you know, Vucevic still has to improve his pick and roll on when he when he really uh, when he really puts pressure on, on players defensively. Uh, and obviously him on the perimeter is not a an ideal situation, but Vucevic played some very, very good basketball, I thought, today. And I thought that um, he was able to kind of kind of build on something and, 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 and play really, really, really well on that end. And, of course, four assists for Nikola Vucevic as well, which from a center, from the center position, is just fantastic. Jonathan Simmons had 15 points, 7 for 15 shooting, 6 rebounds for him. Uh, played a little on Dennis Schroeder at the end of the game, which I like to see. Uh, and then off the bench, only uh, 16 points off the bench, 9 of them from DJ Augustin. The Orlando Magic defeat the Atlanta Hawks 110-106 at the Amway Center. They improved 11-15. They are three games out of the final playoff race if you care to look at such things this early in the year. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And, you know, at a certain point in the game, you know, on, on the Orlando Magic Daily Slack, and I'll, I'm not going to out anybody, and, and, you know, the conversation began to turn to, is this the worst loss of the season for the Magic? And, and, and at that point, I said, you know, the Magic are probably still going to pull this game out of their butts. They're still going to find a way to win this game. And that, again, is my eternal optimism. I, I, I like to think I'm an optimist. Some, sometimes I'm not, but... You know, it, it felt like the entire game that Orlando was getting in their own way. That the Magic were the ones making all the mistakes and that if they had just buckled down, if they if they executed cleanly, they would beat the Hawks. That proved to be true because the Magic did execute cleanly for much of the fourth quarter. Uh, they were able to erase that deficit. They were able to come back into the game. Their defense was able to lock down Atlanta's offense and... Yeah, it took a three-pointer with six seconds left to force overtime, but they found a way to win. And honestly, for a team like the Magic that hasn't had much experience winning, winning games like this has tremendous value. It's not something you want to do all the time, obviously, and you want to note and understand where you messed up. It's not a win that you celebrate, per se. But winning these kinds of ugly games matters, especially for a growing team. We find a way at the end, you know, DJ hit a big shot. And uh, sometimes there's going to be games like that uh, where you just have to find a way. And if you want to be a good team in this league, you know, you're going to have, you have to be able to win those uh, games like that. So it wasn't uh, perfect. You know, we, we obviously need to improve upon this. Uh, I know we can um, be happy just because we won. You know, there's a lot of mistakes, a lot of things that we need to improve on. But... A win is a win, so we'll take it. Now we can uh, you know, come back to work tomorrow. That is Magic Center, Nikola Vucevic. And of course, uh, the, the kind of going lesson is it's better to learn these lessons. And I think Aaron Gordon said this. It's better to learn these lessons in a win than to do so in a loss. And the Magic have needed to learn this lesson. You know, I, I, my favorite Chuck, one of my favorite Chuck Daly quotes uh, is former Magic coach and NBA champion with the Detroit Pistons, uh, is there's no such thing as an ugly win. Because winning in, I mean, winning is hard in this league. And obviously the Magic know that more than most as they've struggled to figure this out. But learning how to win ugly is the mark of a good team. It's, I mean, it's something that I talked a lot about. I, 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 am, I am obsessed with this notion. I, I will admit this. And like after the Magic beat the Grizzlies, I thought that they, I thought that was a turning the corner moment because the Magic against a ver- against at the time what we thought was a decent opponent had gutted out this win that maybe they didn't quite deserve. Now this game is very different. I don't I don't think we should I, I'm not overreacting to this win. I'm not. Um, I'm not saying that the way the Magic won this game is is not concerning. This Atlanta team is a poor defensive team. They're good at forcing turnovers. That's about all they do. And Orlando struggled to score against them. 46.9% shooting, 6 for 28 from beyond the arc, 12 of 18 from the foul line. Um, really str- 13 points in the second quarter, of course, 22 points in the fourth. The Magic needed to play better. 
And it took them to the very last moment to find that grit and determination and will to win. But considering where this team has been this year, considering all the struggles that they've gone through so far this year, the fact that they found it, that's probably a a sign that the team is starting to head in the right direction. Yeah, you know, just just that it, you know, you have to earn everything in the NBA. You know, you can't look at the other team's record and, you know, we got a couple guys out and, you know, we've been all over the country and, and, and traveling and everything and it's, it's not supposed to be easy. You know, you got to earn everything, you know, so just work and stick to our principles and, you know, hang in the game. And uh, our guys fought really hard and usually you have a 13-point quarter in, in any, of the, any of the four quarters, you know, you're not going to win that game. You know, it's a big deficit to overcome, but you know, our guys stayed with, the, stayed with the plan and stayed with the fight and uh, played a great fourth quarter and a great overtime. And that seems like pretty high praise, or at least a very different tone and tenor to to the reaction to previous games. This isn't to, to again. This isn't to skate over the Magic's problems in this game. The turnovers, the poor shot selection, the poor ball movement at times. The Magic only had twenty three assists off their forty six field goal makes. The defensive lapses that did occur. The Magic buried themselves. They dug themselves a deep hole that they were scrambling to climb out of and had to be nearly perfect to do so. But at the end of the game, the Magic were nearly perfect. Their execution was nearly flawless. And the most important aspect of this game is they found a way to win. Ultimately, that is all the record book will care about. Did you win the game? The Magic won the game. The Magic did whatever they had to do to win the game. They made those hustle plays. They won those 50-50 balls. They got some good, they got some breaks with some whistles. They had two reviews go in their favor. A 24-second shot clock violation late in the game, which was very, very close. And an offensive interference penalty, which, if you ask me, should not be a penalty anymore in the league. But it was an offensive basket interference. And so the Magic got saved two. They got saved five points right there in a game that went to overtime. When you play hard, those breaks come your way because you put pressure on the other team to have to take every last bit to get there. This was, in that sense, a good win. Every win is good. Every win is tough, as Frank Vogel said there in that clip. But obviously, there's still a lot to work on. This Magic team still needs to right its ship. But it's easier to do that coming off of a win. It's much easier to do that coming off of a win. And knowing what's ahead on the schedule, every bit of confidence matters. And every lesson learned while winning is valuable. It's big, you know, when it gets bogged down and it's a dogfight, you got to come out on top. So, um uh, this is a lesson. It's a valuable lesson for us. It's better to take a lesson and win than take a lesson and loss. But come playoff time when we're in that first round, it's going to be uh, these are the type of games that we're going to need to win. And Aaron Gordon already obviously having a mind to March and April, but we got to get there first. And the Magic certainly do still have a lot of work to do and plenty of adversity to face with Evan Fournier likely out for at least the foreseeable future with a sprained right ankle. 
I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can check out the podcast and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at the five questions I have for the second quarter of the Orlando Magic season, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That'll be publishing around noon on Thursday. The final score from the Amway Center, the Orlando Magic defeat the Atlanta Hawks 110-106. to They'll be back in action Friday against the Denver Nuggets again at the Amway Center. We'll have a complete preview of that game coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But for now, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.